Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and put your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. Have, uh... You ever looked yourself in the mirror in the eyes and look just deep into your own eyes and go, you're an idiot. <laughs> I did that this week because I, I, I went out and uh, clean out the, my horse's water tank. And so, you know, I tipped it on in, you know, got all the junk out. Then I went and got the pressure washer, right? And I go over there and I start the pressure washer because it's, you know, gasoline engine and I start it and it runs for a minute and I getting some other stuff. And, and anyway, it runs for probably about five minutes while I'm getting stuff, letting it warm up and then it dies. So it runs out of gas. So I go and I get the gas can and I fill it in, you know, put some gas in it and everything. And I don't know why. Actually, I do know why. I am the reason that they put hot muffler do not touch. <laughs> because on this DeWalt uh, pressure washer, there is the most convenient place to push your hand and pull start it, right? And it is right on that muffler. And I mean, I, I reached down and I mean, I janked on it. So I'm like mashing my hand into this muffler. I jerked my hand back and I said bad words. And I walked around there just calling myself an idiot. I hurt so, like, you ever had your skin wrinkle from getting burnt? Like, I burned myself, right? And I was like, you are such an idiot. Like, just, shh. I'll be danged if I didn't walk over there and do the exact same thing again. <laughs> I did. I did it again. And I mean, this time, I got plunked. Do y'all know what? Maybe this is a Texas thing. Y'all know what a wall-eyed hissy fit looks like? Like, that's what I did. If y'all would have seen me, I was out there kicking trees. I was mad. I couldn't get the thing started after that. And Cammie came out. She goes, <laughs> she was with her chickens in the chicken house. And she walked out. She goes, what is going on? I said, I burned myself. <laughs> yeah, I know. But isn't that the story of our lives? We know we shouldn't do it. And, and sometimes it even hurts us. And what do we do? We do the exact same thing over again. Today, we are going to talk about a thing called radical humility. To be able to look yourself in the eye and be honest with yourself. See, I think that when we start talking about radical humility, and the reason I use the word radical humility is because I think that humility, it, it, it kind of has a bad rap, right? Because a lot of people equate humility with things that they shouldn't, like weakness. It's not weak. Being humble is actually a sign of strength, not weakness. And there's all of these things. But I think what happens is the point of Christianity a lot of times is not, and you've heard me say this, if y'all have been here before, I mean, I, I preach this about every other week it seems like. 
The goal of Christianity is not to be nice. And I think that that's what people think as Christians. Well, I'm a Christian. I've got to be nice to everybody. Well, I'm not saying to be ugly to everybody. But the point of Christianity is not to be nice. It's to be holy. It's to be holy because the Bible says, be holy. God says, be holy because I am holy. Be holy because I am the point of Christianity is not to be nice. It's to be holy. And most aren't looking for holiness. And I, I think Christianity, a lot of times people come to Christianity looking for happiness. And listen, th this is going to sound not nice. But quite frankly, God doesn't really care if you're happy or not right now. Okay, because happy is such a fleeting emotion. I mean, we can be happy one minute and then something happens and we're down in the dumps. I mean, all these fleeting emotions, but most aren't looking for holiness. They're looking for happiness. Okay, but holiness isn't found in being happy, but you can find joy in being holy. Joy is always found in holiness, even when it's hard. And, and a lot of times what I like to tell people is Jesus swapped rules for a journey, okay? And on this journey towards God, that is what we do. We follow God so that we can learn from Him, so that we can come to know Him, so that we can know ourselves better and teach others about Jesus Christ, all of this stuff, right? But most people aren't looking for holiness. They're looking for happiness. Radical humility means you get to quit faking being nice. Radical humility means you get to quit faking being nice. Instead, we learn how to be kind. Because anybody can be nice. Nice is like happiness. Nice is just like here, 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 here. Yeah, I mean, you can hold the door open for somebody that's nice. Nice doesn't change lives. Nice is nice, but nice doesn't change lives. But you know what does change lives? Kindness. Kindness. God wants you to be kind. God wants so much from you. And all it is, when I say he wants so much from you, he wants you to follow him. And the holiness journey, that's exactly what it is. People say it's not a list of rules. Well, you can't sin or you're going to go to hell. That is not it. If you don't have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you go to hell. Not whether you sin or not, because we'll all be sinners till the day we die. That is not an excuse. It's a reality. That's why Jesus came and did for us what we couldn't, because we can't follow all those rules. So now on this Christian journey, we don't have to act a certain way. We don't have to act like Christians. On this journey, you become a Christian. And listen, the Bible lists all these things as sins, right? Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Man, he's not trying to keep you from having fun. He's basically saying you're on a journey and that's a dead end. Don't go that way because it's a dead end. Now, the hard part about it is a lot of times we see don't put your hand here because it's hot, right? God tells us it's a sin, but what do we do? 
We have to figure it out for ourselves, right? Y'all know what I'm fixing to say, right? You know, there's two types of people in the world, right? And the second type have to pee on the electric fence, <laughs> right? And that's what we do. We do it all the time. God says, hey, man, this, at the end of this, there's no stock down here. There's no water. There's nothing to eat. And it's a 20-year dead end. Don't go down there. We're like, yeah, let me, uh, let me see if that's right. And then we walk down there. And then, you know, Ty will tell you, you know, Ty makes no, he, he was an alcoholic. He'll tell you that. And he's great at talking to other people about alcohol because he went down that however long it was and figured out it was a box canyon. And he came back and he's like, don't go down there. Hell, I'd like to see for myself. Well, okay, fine then. See, God wants you to be the best version of you. And the only way to get that is to follow him. And the crazy part about it is your journey is going to be different than my journey. And your journey is going to be different than mine. It leads to the same destination. The only way to do this is to take your journey with God. This is your purpose. Okay? Like a, a lot of people, I, I think that they're walking around and they're depressed because they don't have a purpose. Your purpose is to follow God. And your purpose is to believe in God. And when God says that this is a box canyon with no stock, no water, and no grass, we have to trust him that that's the case. But a lot of times we don't. This journey, this Christian journey that we're on of radical humility is your purpose. And the thing about it is, it's not just your purpose, it's the only thing that's gonna satisfy you. It's the, uh, listen, man, I, I, have, I have been fortunate enough to do a lot of really, really cool things in my life. I mean, it's really strange to, when you're coming to church, when you're coming to Bible study, and you turn the radio on and hear yourself, right? I sound like this on the radio, it's what it seems like. Right? Because nobody likes to hear themselves talk, right? And um, I've got to do a lot of cool things. I'm an author. You can buy my books online and, you know, all of this stuff. And you know how much that means to me? Nothing compared to following God. Nothing compared. I, I don't. You can write a book, you can be on TV, you can have a million dollars. None of that is going to satisfy you. The only thing that is going to satisfy you is this journey of radical humility following God. And that's what it takes is radical humility, but not in the ways that you think. This journey that we're on, it provides us a purpose, right? It provides us with the only thing that's going to satisfy us, but here's the other thing. It is the great equalizer. Okay, well, what do I mean by great equalizer? It doesn't matter what color you are, what age you are, what pronouns you use, right? This is a journey with no economic benefit or societal benefit. Right? I mean, like you follow God, that doesn't mean that you're going to become a millionaire. Now, some of these preachers, they'll tell you, man, if you just do this, you'll get this. I ain't one of those. 
I'm telling you that God will bless you. Probably not in the way you want Him to, but in the way that you need, right? This journey that we're on. And quite frankly, why would somebody want to do something where there's no societal or economic benefit? And quite frankly, this journey might get you killed, right? I mean, it, it, it really could. It could get you killed. So why do we do it? Because it gives us purpose. Because it gives us the only thing that is going to satisfy us. Radical humility means you don't have to compare yourself with others. Because quite frankly, when you look at somebody else and you compare yourself to them, listen, these people that you look up to, you don't know them. I mean, I have people, you know, that, that say, oh, I, I wish I could do what you do. No, you don't. Because <laughs> my job is very, very, very stressful. But I couldn't do what some of y'all do, right? We look up to people and we compare their lives with ours. Listen, man, everybody knows Elon Musk. You know, I mean, founder of Tesla and he owns Twitter and he probably buy the earth, right? If it was for, I, actually, Elon, I'm selling the earth. For a donation so if you would like to make a 44 billion dollar donation to save the cowboy you can have the earth um just for a time though but like can you think of the stress that he goes through i mean like i wouldn't trade places with that man for all the money in the world quite frankly i don't like people that much and he has people wanting to talk to him all the time i love individuals i don't like people right i think that's part of the code of being a cowboy. Listen, the people you're comparing yourself to, you don't even know them. You do not want their life. You don't. You don't want their life despite the highlight reel. And really that's what you're looking at is a highlight reel. If you saw all of the bad things that probably went into making that highlight reel, you wouldn't want the highlight reel. The only one that you need to compete with, and the only one that you want to compare yourself to is you, is you. Can you be better than you were yesterday? Can you be better each and every day? Because see, the only way to compete with yourself is with radical humility. Why do I say that? Because I think with radical humility, I think it takes more humility to know yourself and set the bar low. Because I think what we do is we set the bar way, way too high and we can never get there. So what do you do? You quit. You want to start making a difference in your life. You want to start this journey of following God, of radical humility. Start setting the bar lower. And I know that that is crazy, you know, you shouldn't tell people that, you should always strive for the best. Man, if you improved 1% every single day, you would be 365% better than you were yesterday, or last year, right? 365% better just by doing a little bit every day. Man, when you start following God, what a lot of people do is they try to take away everything. They like try to become the perfect Christian. Listen, you're not gonna do it, okay? You can always 
tell those people because they're on fire, right? They start brush fires everywhere they go. Man, they're calling everybody brother and sister and, you know, they're doing 22 Bible studies and they got 19, uh, the little uh, Bible study plans on, 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 on the Bible app. You got 52 of them going, right? You're all pumped up and you're not doing this and you're not saying any bad words and, and then you crash. Set that bar a little lower. Say, you know what? I'm not going to work on all of this. I'm only going to work on this one thing. Today, I'm not going to do this. Or today, I'm going to do that. Listen, you must know yourself. You must know yourself to practice radical humility. And you know what? You don't know yourself. You don't. You think you do. You have been there for every moment of your life and you don't know yourself. You want to know why? Let me tell you. Because you don't know why you do some of the things you do. You don't know why you worry about this. And even if you did know why you worry, you don't know why you continue to do it. As a matter of fact, I could probably ask you about 10 questions and you would probably say, I don't know. And they're just about you. If you don't know, who else is supposed to know, right? The problem is, is that we don't know us. We must be able to see our own ignorance. Now, what is ignorance, okay? I think that the word ignorant has a, has a very negative connotation, but, but there's some versions of it that aren't because like, I, I am ignorant of, Let's see, what do I not know how to do? I'm pretty good at a lot of things. <laughs> I'm pretty good at being humble. I'm probably the most humble person you'll ever meet. Probably the most humble person in the world. More humble than everybody else. Not really. We must be able to see our own ignorance. You don't know what you don't know. So don't be afraid of not knowing. There's only one way to fix that, and that's to learn, right? So... Problem is, we must be able to see our own ignorance, but the second part of it is not only are we ignorant of a lot of things, we're also ignorant of who we could be, of who we could be. But there is, there is somebody that knows you better than you, and that's God. He know, the Bible says he knows all the, the number of hairs on your head. Taz is, you know, he, it's pretty simple. <laughs> but we're also ignorant of who we can be. And the only way to discover who you can be is to take this journey. But don't take off at a sprint. Don't take off at a, at, a, at a dead run. Proper footwear. Put on a good pair of hiking boots and just start walking with God. Radical humility. Radical humility means you don't have to compare yourself to others. You must know yourself to practice humility. And radical humility, get this. You know what radical humility will do? It'll help you get rid of some bad habits. It will. Because see... Bad habits ruin good sermons. Bad habits ruin good sermons. And you might be saying, well, I ain't never preached a sermon. Yes, you are. If you're a Christian, 
You preach a sermon every single day because most people that aren't in here listen to your sermon every single day with the way that you live your life. And bad habits can ruin good sermons. Your life is the greatest sermon that you'll ever preach. So how do we do all this? How do we do all of this? I mean, how can you take, how do you take all of this and apply it to your everyday life? Look, I'm, I'm going to give you two things that I'll leave you with that I really want you to do. And the first thing is, here's your application to all of this. You've got to take, you've got to start taking responsibility. You've got to start taking responsibility for every single thing in your life. I did not say everything in your life is your fault. Like if, if somebody leaves a newborn baby on your doorstep and takes off, that is not your fault. But at least for a time, it needs to be your responsibility. Okay? Like you can take responsibility for things that aren't your fault. Now, I didn't say beat yourself up. I didn't say beat yourself up. I said take responsibility. And quite frankly, I'm not that good at it. I'm not that good at it. I'm not that good because I have a tendency to beat myself up. And I wish, I wish I'd have learned a long time ago that beating yourself up is not the hard way through. It's the easy way out. You can take responsibility without beating yourself up. I had a deal on social media this week that said, if you have a problem that can be solved by action, you don't have a problem, you have a solution, right? You've got to take responsibility. Responsibility is the most underrated skill. You are responsible for your attitude. I had a lady ask me one time, they said, how can I get out of being in a bad mood all the time? And I said, well, a lot of times, uh, bad mood is, uh, we feel justified in our bad moods because we want to blame other people for it, right? Being in a bad mood lets us blame somebody else for our bad mood. No, your mood is your responsibility. Take responsibility for every single thing in your life. And the second thing is going to be counterintuitive. I want you, I think that confidence is one of the most important Christian skills confidence. Now, not in yourself, confidence in God. And let me ask you something. Isn't that what faith is? Confidence in God? I mean, why should we walk around with our heads lowered and drooping like we've lost? Actually, we've already won. There's nothing. I actually think I'm invincible. Okay. I am invincible until I'm not. Right. <laughs> I know that sounds Duh. You know, if you, to get where you're going, you got to leave where you're at, right? right? Thanks. That was my deep thought of the day. Confident. Faith is confidence in God. I mean, like, look, Jesus, you want to hear his radical humility? One of my favorite parts of the Bible is when Jesus said, make no mistake, I could call on my father at once and have legions of angels at my disposal, but I'm not going to, because he was confident in God's plan. You want to practice radical humility? Start taking this journey 
avoid the box canyons, avoid these side streets. You know, there, there's all these people that, that you'll, you'll see it all over the internet, all over social media, maybe all over your office or school or whatever you do, construction site, ranch. You have all these people that claim to know a secret. <laughs> Let me tell you what the secret is. There is no secret. It's all black and white. Follow God. If he says it's a box canyon, it's a box canyon. Don't go down there. You're going to hurt yourself, waste your time, and you're going to be worse off when you get back. Okay? Confidence, responsibility, know yourself. What are you looking for? What are you searching for? I'm telling you right now that the road that God wants you to go down it is a dirt road with ups and downs, potholes. I mean, life is messy, but we still take it because it leads to a beautiful, beautiful destination. I would love for all of us to be able to go today and take responsibility. Don't blame anybody for anything. You take responsibility for every single thing in your life and you hold yourself accountable. And if you need somebody to help you, ask somebody else because I'm not very good at pointing out what people do wrong. Okay, I'm really good at lifting people up, but I'm not very good at pointing out what people do wrong, except for me. So whatever you do, keep your hands off hot mufflers. Practice radical humility. Take responsibility for every single thing in your life and make the most of it with confidence in God. Let's go to him in prayer. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your message, God, that, that it was a message for somebody here this morning. And I pray right now that you fill them with the Holy Spirit and you let them know just how much you love them. God, teach us how to obey you and to avoid those box canyons and teach us how to take responsibility, and to have faith in you, which is just confidence in who you are. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.